Hello there! This show contains material which a truly free society would neither fear nor suppress. The language and concepts contained herein will not cause eternal torment in the place where the guy with the horns and pointed stick conducts his business. Yo, John, what's going on, man? Yo, diggity. I just want you to know one thing. What's that? I am the Stig. <laughs> you are. I see you've uh, you've uh, learned about the Stig. Well, I knew about the Stig, but I've been researching the Stig, actually. You've been trying was... to find out the identity? Well, I know the identity of the original Stig, the man who wore black. I don't know that. Who was that? Uh, I can't think of his name right now, but he's a, a guy who used to do testing for the Williams team. He got his own shot at an F1 team back, you know, I don't quite remember when, but it was a poorly funded team. And he basically didn't finish one race because the team was poorly funded and poorly managed. And he wrote a book called Flat Out, Flat Broke, which I've just uh. ordered from the library. So I'm interested in, uh, in reading his biography. And he's supposedly one of the most in-demand public speakers in England. You know, he's one of really? these guys who just tells great stories. And he's just very beloved. He's very funny. He he practiced his public speaking persona. And he's he's very in-demand. So in addition to being a talented driver. And he revealed that he was the original Stig in his uh. biography, which is probably why he's no longer... The stick. He's been banned as this. If, if people don't know what we're talking about, it's the show willing, Top Gear. I'd be willing to bet most of them don't. Yeah. There's a show, Top Gear. I've mentioned it before, um, where it's a, it's a BBC uh, television show about automotive industry, cars, car enthusiasm, all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's very humorous. You could watch it and not even be a, a car lover, per se, and still enjoy it. And uh, one of the, the, I guess recurring characters on the show is this guy called the Stig who's a a phenomenal driver and they always put him behind the wheel of a car to test drive it to put it through its paces yeah and he according to their website has outlapped some of the best Formula One drivers in the world in the same vehicle on the same track yeah and um, one of the things that that I had seen a while ago and Rich sent me a link to was uh, a list of celebrities who've been on the show and have test drove test driven this car and it was it was the same car that I saw in this one episode. It was some Chevrolet piece of crap, and they um, and Rick Wakeman showed up and test drove it that day. Yeah, what's up with Rick Wakeman? But the funny thing is, Rich showed me the the best times because they keep a leaderboard essentially of of who's the the best celebrity driver. And in the top five, two of them are chefs. One is Gordon Ramsay, who has the the fastest speed. Yes, and uh, <laughs> with that other, kind of anger, how couldn't you? Yeah. I know. And then Jamie Oliver, who I like him. I think the he's naked a, chef. Yeah, he's. A, I think he's a a, a cool character, and uh, I didn't know he could drive. I know he drove a drove a scooter on his show. Well, one of the names that struck me as being quite funny for being up there was Hugh Grant, because I've seen Hugh right. Grant on television <laughs> professing not it, having any interest in fast cars and not being very good behind the wheel. I saw him on Leno when he's something. picking up hookers. Yeah, well, <laughs> exactly. And uh, wasn't that a movie? There was a, a guy driving a, a Lotus Esprit Turbo. Well, see, we can do your meme right now. Man drives Lotus Esprit Turbo, picks up hooker. <laughs> <laughs> Any of the James Bond films? <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be Pretty Woman. 
Richard Gere? Yeah, remember? He drove a Lotus? Yeah, he I borrowed don't it. that. Yeah, he borrowed it from Jason Alexander or something, the his lawyer's character. Oh. And he was driving around L.A. and he picked up, uh, what's her name, Julia Roberts. Wow. But anyway. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised because I usually remember the, the, the cars in the film more so, than the people. <laughs> the long and short of it is the guy who was the original, the Stig, has been replaced by a new guy and they are really keeping the lid on who this guy is. I mean, yeah, nobody and, knows. And you don't know who, there's a who rumor the person that is. There's a rumor that it's Damon Hill, however. Really? Yes. That would be impressive if they got him to do the show. Well, I don't think he's driving anymore, is he? No, he's not. Yeah, but he, he could be the Stig. Anyways, the the way they keep the guy's identity is they keep him under a helmet in a full driver's suit, so you have no idea who this person is. Which is is the way anybody test driving a car on a test track probably should be dressed anyway, but they don't let you see him, you know, without the helmet on. And Rick Wakeman shows up in, like, a loose shirt and sandals. And a a cape. (laughs) Right, a cape. (laughs) So, you know, I had this really great Halloween party. I talked about it last year. You remember the... uh, Family Nurturing Center Halloween party. I dressed up in the my all toga. all nude Halloween costume party? No, I was in my toga, which can be seen on our uh, website forum on show number 0111, I think. there's a Yeah, I'm going to post the the new pictures. I should. What new pictures? The new pictures. <laughs> yeah, okay. Not the nude I pictures. I don't know what you're talking about. But anyway, I do have uh, some pictures from the party to put up. Me shaking the hands of Hugh Hefner and... Me uh, me standing next to the most beautiful woman at the party who happened to be a man, by the way. The two most beautiful <laughs> women were men at that party. And, I was uh, wondering if that was a man. Yeah, it is. And it was just a great party. We had a great time. There was a really good version of... Um, uh, who's the writer? Uh, he talks like this. Um, Truman Capote. Capote, yeah. There was a great Capote there, like dead-on Capote, you know? He stayed in character the entire time? He did. It was just a great time, and it was for a good cause, and uh, I can't wait till next year. I have a, a costume planned for next year already, and I do want to say this, and I said it on the website. There is nothing more comfortable than a toga. <laughs> Th- that was the most comfortable I've been in my entire life. I envy women and who get to wear dresses and men in kilts because the... Uh, you can wear a dress if you want. I, I know I could. You just well, will be ostracized. No, it'll be a, it'll be a kilt. And the 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 what's the word I'm looking for? The um, the little boys breathe. The breeze, you know, the breeze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it's it's very comfortable. Anyway, if you ever have a chance to wear a real toga, I would recommend it, and uh, we'll post some more pictures of that. Speaking of which, there's a, a film that I've been wanting to see. It's, uh, I think it's called Eastern Promises. It's Ventilation, coming... by the way, was the word I was Ventilation. looking for. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a film, I think, that you'll be seeing in the uh, the film series coming up. What's it called? Eastern Promises. I think it is coming up. Yeah, yeah it's right there. Uh, November 21st and 23rd. Viggo Mortensen is in mm-hmm. it. He's from Watertown, I think. Really? Yeah, I think he's from around here. Yeah. But um, in that, he's got a controversial scene where he plays a mob guy and he... And some guys come into he well he's having a a, a schwitz so they speak or it's uh, in a sauna and he's just got a towel on and some guys come in to kill him towel comes off and there's like this huge fight scene where he does the entire thing full frontal male nudity and it's very controversial so you'll probably enjoy that he probably was enjoying the breeze himself <laughs> the, the breeze is great you know what's coming up next week by the way at Munson it's called In the Shadow of the Moon which is kind of a uh, a movie tribute to the Apollo program which I'm really looking forward to I think that's also to. in Eastern Promises you can see that scene <laughs> yeah yeah the tribute to the moon <laughs> right. also in uh, Borat you know it's, it's nice right. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, Borat. I don't even want to bring that up. That'll, that, we'll go for hours. That scene makes a lot of men where I work uncomfortable. The, the <laughs> fight scene between Borat and Azamat Zyagdev, or whatever his name was. Yeah, and the, the strategic blacking out. <laughs> That's right, with very long black things. Right. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I think we're going to go into a tune, are we not? Yes, we are. All right, Coolio. fading but it's a long fade wow now see i think that's a strong piece of music and i'm sure that scared a lot of people into fast forwarding immediately i'm sure that they've already fast forwarded to the end of the show they're done so we're like we're in back in time almost they're done with us they hate us and that was uh that was not hearing this then they might not be well according to your theory anyway (laughs) that was a song called dance of the chromosomes the chromosomes chromosomes Ch ch oh when chromosomes. You said chromosomes. I thought you were talking about like, those trauma films. No, no. But I I, I love their mar- their guerrilla marketing tactics. Right. No, Dance of the Chromosomes by a talented uh, young woman guitarist named Isla Cantor, 
who happens to be one of the two guitarists that are uh, touring with the Lascivious Biddies right now. I did not see Isla Cantor when I saw them two weeks ago. I saw mm, Lily Moss, and hopefully we'll be able to play some of her stuff in the future, too. But anyway, that was Isla Cantor, and uh, we'll link to her MySpace page. Or sure. she, actually, that song is on her MySpace page. A couple, I got a couple of other tunes from her, too. She's really excited about having us play them. Cool. With a name like Cantor, she should be a singer. She should drop the whole guitar act. <laughs> That's true. So um, I don't have a whole like major topic here, but I did want to just run through some items in the news and see where it goes. First item up for bids, Dwayne the Dog Chapman. Issue one. Have you heard about Dwayne the Dog Chapman and his uh, recent uh, travails, travail, whatever you want to call him? No. Who's Dwayne the Dog Chapman? You don't know who Dwayne the Dog Chapman is? <laughs> Jeez, I'm, I'm being shamed. I thought this would be interesting because this guy is a character. Talking about characters, this guy's a character. Well, uh, is he on he's a, a reality show? Hunter. He's a yeah, he's oh a re- dog, yeah, the dog. I don't know what his real name is. I know dog. If you said dog, the bounty hunter, I would have went dog, the bounty. Of course, hunter. I know who you mean. He needs a haircut. His he's, wife is interestingly shaped. He's, he, they're both kind of vile and disgusting in general. Yeah. Well, anyways, um, he's in he's in hot water in Mexico. He's in. This hot... is old news. Is no, it no, the no, Mexico no. news? No, this isn't about his his legal problems. Oh, this is about him speaking, uttering uh, unmentionable words. What unmentionable words would those be? <sighs> the N word, the dreaded N word, and um, by that you mean the racial slur, the N-word racial slur that begins right. with an N and ends with an igger. <laughs> You got it. All right. And I, I'm not condoning the use of that word, but John and I uh, both don't fear words, and sometimes it's necessary to say words, even though I said half of a word. Right. Well, this is what, it, what I'm – the whole point of me bringing this up is that there's this fear of this word, and there's a fear of someone who is a racist. And there is the – I think the quick to uh, to label someone as a racist for saying certain words and quick judgment for uh, – I don't know, maybe overkill, because if people are trying to say, oh, we're not racist, so we're going to stamp down anything that looks like racism. Well, let me well, tell you what happened. Okay. And Dwayne, by the way, I find this very ironic, since I have seen the show, and when he captures his prey, he usually says a prayer with them and stuff like that, which is which is kind of funny. Yeah. I, I'm not I'm not a Dwayne the Dog Chapman fan by any means, by any stretch. Um, you just like Dwayne Wayne and Rerun. <laughs> those guys. They rock. All right, so, so what's what's the whole story? All right, so the whole story is Dwayne uh, in a private telephone conversation with his son. And, and this was sh- not private. It was shown on TV. No, is it that- was recorded by his son because I guess they're they're fighting or something. Oh, so, so his, his son, son decided to record the conversation. Him? Right. Wow. So Dwayne calls up and he's he's reprimanding the son because he doesn't like his choice of girlfriends and his girlfriend happens to be black, African-American. So he's saying... You know, I don't want this person to be bringing me down. And he starts saying something to the, I mean, this is the ironic part of this. He's saying something to the effect of, I don't want it to be where she comes in my household and I slip and say the N word. And he he doesn't say the N word. He says the actual word and have her bring down my entire career. Unfortunately, the fact that he's describing this whole scenario on the phone and his son's recording it seems to be bringing down his career because... Dwayne the Dog Chapman is now, they've shut down production of his television show, the whole reality series, because they're investigating this. Because he had a private conversation where he was like arguing with his son and he's saying this stuff. This is what bothers me. He might be a racist. He might actually hate black people. But if he doesn't behave that way in public, 
then I don't think it's a problem. I don't think they should shut his show down. Well, the people who own his show have the right to do whatever they want. They absolutely do. I'm, I'm not saying they don't have the right to do that. I'm not saying they're doing anything illegal. or Because if we're talking about property rights here, we're certainly <laughs> to get a lot of uh, blogging going on our forum. Absolutely. No, I'm saying that they have the absolute intellectual right to do property it. rights as well. I certainly, but I think that people are going way too far. I mean, he's having a private conversation. His son is a sort of estranged from him, and and he's fighting with him. So the son wants to get back at him and and put this out there in the news that that my dad said the n word. I mean, this is a private thing, and has he said that stuff on the show? Has he had a problems before on the sh- had problems before on the show? He seems to pe- treat people decently when he's putting his knee in their back and, <laughs> and handcuffing them. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I'm not sure what you're getting at. I, I don't actually see what you're saying here. So you're saying as long as someone is a racist in the privacy of their own home, they're okay. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Because, but there, what does it mean to be okay? Because I think what's that, happening here—that means here, you would hang out with them, or that means they they oh, should no. be allowed to have their TV show. I mean, what what does okay mean? Okay, what I'm saying is, I think that we're treading into dangerous territory here. We're starting. To I'm think, not sure I see the dangerous territory. The dangerous territory is we haven't had a problem with Dwayne before, and let's say it's not Dwayne. Let's say it's some guy who's at Actually, a job. Actually, I have a great problem with Dwayne. His show is just this pseudo-police-cops-type like crap. That's why just... I'm taking him out of the entire equation. I want to do a quick impression, though, and see if you can name the movie. Bishop! Hey, man! Okay, what was that movie? <laughs> Alien. <laughs> Aliens, okay. By the way, I have a paring knife in my hand, and I was stabbing the table between my fingers. You weren't going fast enough. No, because I can't speed the film up like they did in that scene. Anyway. So, Dwayne. The, the, Dwayne. The, the, Dwayne I the take, Wayne. I want to take Dwayne the Wayne Chapman out of this. I say some guy you is... want to bring Mark David Chapman in. That's right. So, some guy is at, at work, has no problem at work, has never had a problem at work, ever, with okay, racism. I see where you're going now. And... Suddenly, someone hears about him saying something, or even has a recording of him saying something outside of work, and suddenly we're, we're affecting what happens to him at work because of what he might be thinking. That's the problem, is that we're, we're starting to, to react to what people are thinking, even though they're not acting on it where it makes sense. Well, you know, it's funny because something, it's not a direct analog, but something analogous to this kind of happened at work <laughs> Um, recently, where I work, right, there was an employee where I work who got a one-week suspension, and then they were demoted. And the reason was because, um, you know, this this person who was suspended doesn't like another person at the company, and it, it is alleged, alleged that the, the person who was suspended, I'll, I'll just assign a name to, you know, we'll call her Alice, and, you know, Alice, Alice and Bob, you know, the famous cryptographic names. We'll call her, she was a woman, we'll call her Alice, and that is not her real name. Alice was suspended because there were rumors that she, well, it was alleged that she started a rumor about, you know, uh, pick another woman's name at random. Joan. Joan. (laughs) Actually, the owner of the company is named Joan, but we'll use that. And it was not Joan, though, the person that I'm I'm talking about. Yeah. So Alice uh, is alleged to have started a rumor about Joan because Joan had gotten a small promotion in production. So the rumor was that Joan had performed a sexual favor on one of the production managers in order to get this minor promotion, which allows you to earn more money ultimately. And there is no proof, none, that Alice said any of this. It was all hearsay, but yet she was suspended for five days, no pay, and demoted from the area that 
Joan was promoted to right. down to like the lower area where they don't have as much opportunity to make as much money. And I was actually a little, you know, I was a little mortified, not mortified, but what's the word I want? Shocked, whatever. I was shocked just, and stunned. I don't really think it was fair because, you know, all of these people who were quote, quote, testifying against Alice could be people who didn't like her. Who knows? There was no legal process in this. <laughs> well, no. There's no legal process, and I don't know if she has any legal recourse with uh, anyone. She but. probably could, but, I mean, it, that's the, the rough thing about uh, employment law is that you can absolutely fight anything that you want at, at work with a lawyer, but your job's not going to be fun after that. The problem is, though, that with Dwayne the Dog Wayne Chapman is that it was no longer private. You know, his son chose to make it public, so, I mean, there's a little area well, that it's crossing. It's not for me because... His son made it public. Absolutely, his son made it public. But it wasn't something that he did on the show. He wasn't shown treating a, a, a minority person on the show any differently than a non-minority person on the show. It wasn't something that was affecting the show, I guess, storyline. So the only thing that it's affecting is now people's impression of him of what he might be thinking. Well, Not what he's doing. What maybe, he's thinking. Well, yeah, but there there's potential then for him to... to create some sort of abuses in the future, I guess. You know, I'm not sure where I stand on this. I guess I would need to mull this over. I want to see him do mind. something wrong first before they actually... Well, let's start with his haircut. How about that? The haircut is probably the worst offense. Exactly. And he should absolutely be reprimanded. They should probably shut down production just to shave his head. Or, or give him a, a decent coiffure anyway. <laughs> give him a coif. He's got like this weird Speaking Native of- American... Mr. Pompadour. T, Mr. T meets Pompadour <laughs> thing going on. Speaking of quaffing, oh quaffing yeah, I forgot wine. to mention that the the wine we're drinking. This show is and its zaniness is brought to you by Columbia Winery. It's a 2000 Syrah, Syrah. which we've had before. I have a case of this stuff, and it's it's pretty tasty. Yeah, and it's uh, if you don't know where Columbia is, it's it's uh, the Columbia the, Valley in Yakima, the great Washington. state of Washington. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great wine producing state now, actually. The Columbia Valley's doing great. We've had some other Columbia Valley wines in the yes, past. Yes, yes. Washington is uh, up and coming. So, yeah. I You know, I guess I need to mull this over mull a it? little bit more. Speaking of mullets, that might describe uh, Dwayne the dog Chapman's it's like haircut a, It's as like well. a Mondo super mullet. <laughs> it's ugly. It's got a category of its own. <laughs> you know, ugly is the word <laughs> I'm using right now. You know? <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's that's the one thing that's kind of irking me, This this whole, I guess... Policing of thought. Um, next thing, which was probably going to ooze over into the next segment. Ooh, it's going to. Maybe we should uh, the play the segment. song and just do the, this as the next segment. Yeah, sure. May as well. Do you want to do that? Yeah. Let's check it out. You want to play a tune? Mm-hmm. All right. Hit the button. Said they had something to say that you'll bury out. 
time, all the time in a world to worry about. Everything, everything that we see.
That was a real throwback, I thought. That actually was a really strong piece of music. I like that a lot. I mean, if, if Warren Zevon was produced by Jeff Lynn, I think you'd get that song. No, I, I think I said it before. That's if, if you got Super Tramp and ELO and they sort of spent the night together and they had a love child. You know, not just to be contrary, but I'm not hearing the, the Super Tramp. You're not? No. Hmm. No. I am being contrary, the, but I'm not doing it just to be the, contrary. The piano sections to me hit Super Tramp notes. <laughs> you know, those notes are available to everyone. Super Trampeskian. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what is this other magical topic you've got on it's your legal It's not magical. It's just uh, well, I would like to believe it's magical. Okay, take some pills. It'll be magical. <laughs> the, the magic shrooms. <laughs> we'll go pick them off the stump of the tree in John's backyard. We'll just have to pause this whole recording here for maybe half an hour until the shrooms oh, take effect. Was I supposed to hit the record button? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Um, so here's the news. I mean, this show basically is roughly about the news and the news lately has been this show you this mean bloodthirsty vegetarian this 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 particular show oh show ooh. number 145,000 oh um it's that time of year when elections are sort of talked about quite a bit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and for a while now we've been having republican debates and, yes and i think the the democrat candidate debates have sort of kicked off now they don't want them competing against each other the yeah. democratic candidate debates also <laughs> Democrat candidate, there is there is a difference. They might not be very democratic, but they are Democrat candidates. Anyways, the the whole point of the Democrat candidates debate is let's kill Hillary, let's pile on Hillary, let's make Hillary look like Satan because she's in the lead. She is well, she's the white. She's Satan. taken a few stances that require her being compared to Satan, perhaps the white Satan. <laughs> the great white Satan. <laughs> That's right. So the thing that I'm seeing is that the whole tenor of this debate is starting to heat up and it's starting to become ugly. I think it's it's almost like mothers eating their own children kind of uh, scene where you have the candidates. They're almost sacrificing their own position. Chelsea's not with us anymore? Well, you know, she had a little bit of meat on her bones and, <laughs> and uh, you know, she probably put out maybe 40,000, 50,000 calories. Yeah. I think, I think they've got parts of her in the freezer. <laughs> well, that's pleasant. In Chappaqua. <laughs> so here are a couple of things um, that they're talking about. To to sort of contrast against the Republican debates, the Republicans are all fighting about who's the most conservative. You know, who is the real conservative in the bunch? Because you got guys like Giuliani who have a, a moderate stance on some of the, the classic conservative issues. But, you know, he's saying I'm the most conservative because I've, I'm strong on defense. And and by no means are any of these uh, Republican candidates clamoring to say who's going to get out of Iraq first. They're all talking about who's going to stay the longest. I think exactly. That, I think that's what they're fighting over. And they're all fighting over, you know, who's the, the most consistent on abortion rights. And I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with them fighting over who's the most consistent on it because none of them are. Okay. So the Democrats, on the other hand, are trying to fight over who's not Hillary that's all they're saying. Who's who's better than Hillary? And, well, I can answer the who's not Hillary question. That would be everyone but Hillary. I, right. I, I can settle that for him. I can help. You know, uh, I, I've got a, you know, a clear mind and I'm, I'm logically seeing the solution. And they're trying to paint her as almost like Republican light. Because well, she's put a few stances out, especially with respect to Iran lately, that is Republican light. I mean, right. And they're pulling out the whole typical she's a waffler kind of thing. They even, I think they even use the term uh, waffle 
at one point or another. Well, the I you know they basically her husband was the IHOP according to the Republicans. No, he I mean, was he favored Krispy Kremes, not is he? Well, but he was a waffler. They use that word with respect to him. And if I'm not mistaken, you know the International House of Pancakes is known to serve a waffler too. I think they said something about syrup, too, and, and with regards to him. I was at an IHOP in Boston years ago with my friend Matt and his family, and um, I just remember <laughs> one of Matt's siblings, his brother Mark, ordered some dish. <laughs> he got this sort of sauce on the side, to, I don't know, for his sausages, I don't know. And I just remember him holding it up and saying, heart attack in a can. That was... Most of that stuff is. Yeah. It was sort of this cheesy sort of stuff. And, you know, I'm pretty sure, you know, the any Quincy couldn't have determined what, what constituent components were, were in this stuff, you know? You have to have a, a Lipitor chaser with one of those. <laughs> exactly. I stole that line from someone, by the way. That's um, a good line. So the, the thing that I'm seeing is that the debates were previously about the issues, whether you agree with the issues or not. There's a, there's a, roughly this period of about 27 minutes where the debates, you know, we're early in the campaign are about issues. Well, that's what I'm saying is that I'm seeing that we're talking about we're a year away from the election. One year away from the election, roughly. Yes, we are. Yeah. And they're, and they're already starting to hack away at each other. I think that by the time the election comes around, there's going to be no parts left. We don't even know who the candidates are going to be. Right well, now, we've got... Two people who are sort of fighting for the lead and, and maybe neck and neck in the Republican Party. It's Mitt Romney. Neck. And neck. And Giuliani, neither of which I'm happy about. Then you've got, uh, and, and, they're, and they're pulling like, I think the last poll I saw, they're pulling like maybe 25% at the most of Republican voters are going to vote for these guys. That's not a huge endorsement. And then you've well, got- Well, plus the fact that one of them is a Yankees fan. And they're all, which they're one all is that? fleeing the sinking Mitt ship. Mitt Romney- Giuliani. Oh, yeah, that's right. Hello. It's something to do with New York. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> well, that's the thing about politicians. They put on whatever hat they want to put on at the time that it makes sense. He might be a Mets fan if they were in the World Series. And that's just ludicrous. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know what? Not everybody has to be a Mets fan. I'm okay with that. You know? Not many people are. It's, it's good. You're, you're oh. in uh, rare company. Yeah. So anyways... Actually, that's just ridiculous. I'm not just many people joking. Are. I, mean, oh, I know you're, you're joking. You're I'm mad not mad now. No, I'm not mad, but it's just a ludicrous statement. It's ludicrous. <laughs> ludicrous. It's ludicrous. McFly. Hello, speaking, McFly. Speaking of ludicrous. So, anyways, what was I saying? Oh, the, the Democrats. They're they are pulling like maybe thirty percent, thirty five percent, pushing forty percent in Iowa. I think this is the last poll. That's where they're going to hit first is Iowa, and I think. Hillary's at around 40% there, and second place is in the 25% range. Yeah, I mean... So there, she's way ahead in terms, I mean, relative terms. Yes, numeric terms. Numeric terms. But by the time it comes around, I have a feeling that we have no idea who the real candidate's going to be. Do you remember the last election? I don't think... Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think... Uh, what's his name? The famous waffler. John just gave me a little Isaac from the love boat, you know, using his forefinger and thumb as guns and pointing them at me thing. <laughs> like Greedo. Who did not shoot first. He did not. What, what was what was the uh, Kerry, John Kerry? I don't think he came out as the front runner until late in the election. Well, I mean, there's a lot of... Not a year ahead. There's there's a lot of ground to be covered here. I, I suspect it's still going to be Hillary, and I suspect she's unelectable, but, you know, that's just me. Well, that's the thing. I mean, she's probably the most electable of the bunch. 
the Democrats have a problem if their two best candidates are Hillary and Obama. And, and this is, again, this isn't my personal belief, but as I've said for the past year, I don't think either of them are electable. I don't know. I don't think America's going to vote for a woman or America's going to vote for a black man with a Muslim name. It's just not going to happen. How about a, a balding New York ex-mayor? I definitely think they could go for him because America was lulled into this belief that he saved New York after the whole 9-11 thing. He was so... He didn't? <laughs> he put up the giant force I shield. Saw, I saw him walk through the rubble, pull people out of the rubble. He put in his force shield. He went. He flew to the top of the Empire State Building. and He guided ships to the shore. <laughs> Yes. With his laser eyes. <laughs> he did. Do, 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 and I think he crapped bombs on Afghanistan. <laughs> he flew over Afghanistan. He crapped bombs? Did you just say he crapped bombs on <laughs> yes, Afghanistan? Yes, he flew over Afghanistan because he can fly. And he, he is powdered them, toast man. And he, he crapped bombs at them. He was, he, the only reason why he did not drop the bomb on, on Osama bin Laden was because George Bush told him not to. So where are you going with this whole thing? The whole thing is that I'm seeing that... that Early on, the the nastiness has started, and and they're attacking their own. I mean, I would think that the party would be sticking together a little bit longer than, you know, yeah, a but year. A prize out of the to be had here, and uh, you know, it's gonna. Get, it always gets dirty. Certainly, in the last twenty or thirty years of politicking, the mudslinging has gotten out of hand, and I see no reason to believe that that's going to change. Right? I mean, these people suddenly, uh, you know, they. they Maybe I'm an idealist. Maybe I just wish Well, that... exactly. So am I. And in an ideal world, there would be no mudslinging. We'd talk about issues, but, you know, that just doesn't happen. You know why? Because this is America. <laughs> no, I, I just wish that people could maybe just uh, disagree, argue about the issues, and not start name-calling, not start bringing people's integrity into question. Listen, jerk face. And, and perhaps maybe even just stick to the point. And try to not try to divert people's attention away from the important things. That's just crazy talk. It is? Well, you know, we had a similar issue on our forum recently. And John and I, one of the founding principles that we founded this show on, in addition to lots of wine it's one and of our pillars. psychedelic mushrooms, was... Um, <laughs> I said pillar. <laughs> Civility, you know. And I had a recent interaction with uh, one of our forum members. This person's an outright pain in the ass, as a matter of fact. And That's not Rich's uh, justification for anything that's actual label. <laughs> <laughs> Chosen by the person, yes. if I'm not mistaken. Yes, and and given to them by you. That's right. And... You know, it came down to, like, I said something which the factual matter was not true. I said something like um, an overwhelming majority of our budget is spent on defense. And and in the heat of the moment, that is certainly uh, something I said. And factually, it's incorrect. But a significant part of our budget is spent on defense and fattening the uh, coffers of the military-industrial complex. That was the point I was trying to make. And this person called me out in this very, uh, you know, Peter-slash-Greg-Brady exact words kind of way. And it's, well, first of all, it's very unbecoming, you know. Second of all, civility is something that is important to both John and me, both on this show, asshole. And um, I was calling Rich, John Rich that, by the way. syndrome, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I have a drum. That's right. <laughs> and uh, that's an old St. Elsewhere reference for those who, <laughs> that's another one of those inside jokes that John and I share. I'll write it up one day. So anyway, um, Civility is one of the founding pillars of the show, and I took umbrage to being 
called names and, you know, being in certain things were insinuated, certain things were said. And I, I just think it's, I don't know if the per, when I, when I asked for an apology, I don't know if the person thought I was being serious. They, they said that basically their reply was when hell freezes over. And, you know, that's fine. If, if, if this person wants to behave that way, that's fine. But certainly civility is something that's important both on the Bloodthirsty Vegetarian blog, website, forum, whatever you want to call it. We have all three in the show as well. So, you know, I, it's it's something that it, I guess, it, it, as John mentioned, in an ideal world, we wish would carry over into real life and uh, would exist in real life as well, both in uh, the political debates and uh, on the Bloodthirsty Vegetarian uh, various uh, forums. Somebody shut me up. Me- media outlets, I guess. Yeah, the, exactly. The yeah, and and I think I had a, a, a similar. You interaction. know, they're they're meaty outlets as well. True. I had a similar interaction, and I tried. I tried for the, the longest time to try to stick to the issues and try to stick to the point, not call names, that not not actually question That's, question uh, someone's integrity or anything like that just you know say i differ in opinion and i believe this is what should be and, and that person disagreed with me and that, that was, was the sound of an empty wine bottle by the way it's true and rich is going to probably crack another one open and sit in the corner <laughs> and and what ends up happening is often case is that John so, has been someone mistakes someone's opinion for their integrity or and and i think that i said this to rich in an email before i think that the problem is people start Looking at someone who who has chosen to take a stance or who believes in a certain stance, and suddenly they, they just say, you know what, that person is now null and void because I disagree with them. So I can do whatever I want. I can call them names. I can say what they've said is disgusting. I can call them out on the carpet. Instead of disagreeing with the issues or disagreeing with statements and, and having a healthy debate, which I really like and enjoy and want to have on our website, I don't like it when, it, when people start calling names or... or or making insinuations that someone is a bad person because they believe something differently. And 20 years ago, when I ran a BBS and was a little bit more abrasive, I would have replied in kind. You know, I would have, fuck you, you know, I have to bleep all that out. I know. I would have had a little bit of that going on. But you know what? My ego isn't particularly tied into my opinion anymore. You know, I have my opinions. I believe them. I believe in them strongly. I've certainly thought about them for a great period of time. So I, that's, which is why I believe in them. But if somebody wants to disagree with me, that's fine. But um, the tone of uh, the disagreement uh, for me is uh, important. But anyway, I think we're done. Yeah, I just have one one last thing. Hillary Clinton's a stupid cow. <laughs> yeah, you know, did I say that out loud? <laughs> it's really hard to argue with that. I don't know. So what do you got? It, it's man? a fact. It, it is, and it's been well researched. So I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to uh, back down from that. <laughs> John is not backing down from that opinion. Guess what? I don't know what. Whoa. You, my friend, have the finger on the button. I have my finger on the pulse. John's got this big red button, and on it it says, the button. And when he pushes it, it goes, You know what I want? I want a a statue of William Shakespeare, and you pull its head back, push a button, and Commissioner Gordon comes on the line. I want a statue of J.S. Bach, and when you push a button, Commissioner Gordon comes on the line. Anyway, this is Rich Wilgus. And this is John Tellerico. And uh, check us out on the web, www.bloodyveg.com. Yeah, check out our forum and uh, healthily disagree with us on the forum, bloodyveg.com slash forum. Maturely disagree with us, in fact. And uh, send us feedback to feedback at bloodyveg.com. Guess what? I don't know. You've been listening to the VIB. 